You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The 7 Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word 7 Habits. That's the number 7 Habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Eric Harbison. And Eric is the chief marketing officer at AWeber, where he oversees AWeber's overall marketing operations, vision, and strategy. This includes the business development, social media, PR, education, content marketing, and the whole ball of wax there. So Eric has over 20 years of experience in the marketing and advertising space. It includes starting and selling a boutique agency, growing an award-winning marketing team, and launching performance-based campaigns. There's a whole lot more in there, but I want to welcome Eric to the show. Hey, Dennis. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. We were talking before before we hit record, and I was sharing with you how you know email has been such a big part of my business and a big part of my success over the last 25 years. And today, we're going to dive into a topic that centers around how to drive sales with email marketing right? Yes. But before we do that, give us a quick backstory. Take a couple of minutes. Tell us a little bit about how you got here and then we'll dive right in. Yeah. So, you know, I was somebody who knew I wanted to be in advertising marketing since I was a kid and that was just drawing ads on paper, you know, just to kill time, you know, got my degree in advertising, worked in the agency world for about 10 years before I decided to start my own agency that eventually sold I uh, worked for another agency that was acquired by eBay eventually. So I had a lot of time in e-commerce marketing, which opened my eyes to performance-based campaigns and helped me to understand which channels were most effective in driving performance. And then after doing that for, for a couple of years, you know, decided for a new challenge, which was to join a brand and help them out uh, with their marketing needs. And that's where I met up with AWeber and was able to join the team and help to uh, solve some of the challenges uh, in the marketing landscape. Perfect. So you're with AWeber. How long have you been with AWeber now? I've been there five years. Five years. Okay, great. So in five years, a lot of things have changed. We talked about how the email marketing space has gotten more and more competitive and very niche. And maybe we'll have a chance to talk about that a little bit today. But AWeber has been around for geez, 20 years. You guys are one of the pioneers in the whole email marketing and autoresponder industry. And, and so tell us, can you share with us a little bit about AWeber, how big is AWeber, whether it be number of clients or revenue or growth or something to give us a sense of, give the audience a sense of how big and successful AWeber has become? Sure. So we are, we just hit our 20th year this year. And in that time, we've we've helped to serve over a million small businesses across the, that 20 year span. And currently we're, we're supporting over 100,000 customers now through our platform to help them identify ways to grow their audience and, and generate sales. Uh, we're about 120 people all located outside of Philadelphia. And I think since day one, the, the thing about AWeber, which has been interesting, at least in my five years there, it, like you said, watching this space evolve over the last five years or even the last 10 years, 
We've always been committed to our customers from the standpoint of offering that that live phone support. And not many not many competitors or not many ESPs, email service providers are doing that, but it's been something we've committed to day one. And it really has been interesting as business needs have evolved over time, uh, we're always able to to solve their problems or help them get unstuck with a two minute phone call versus, you know, having to deal with, a, you know, back and forth for 10 to 15 minutes, you know, th- through chat or something like that. Or longer. Or longer. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, great. So over 100,000 customers, over 120 people working there. And so I'm going to get a little bit micro into AWeber. So you're the chief marketing guy, right? So you're the guy who's really, you know, in touch with that revenue piece, right? And so I'm curious, what's the number one strategy that AWeber is using today to get new clients? I mean, what channel, what does that look like? I mean, what's the most successful part of your business in regards to getting new businesses, new small businesses? I'd say for us, it's a dedicated focus on education. We do a lot of surveying of our customers. To the point of where it's strategic, like we ask at the right times, we don't over ask, but we ask questions that kind of get inside the head of what is a small business challenge? What are their challenges trying to understand how to use an email platform? What are the first five things they need to do to get successful? And, you know, if you're just starting, confidence is gained when you you beat kind of micro successes. And in doing that and understanding more about, about our small businesses, uh, we've developed a very robust suite of education and material. That is in the form of both, you know, PDF to video to courses to webinars. And we really see that that is a way to not just, you know, educate our audience, those that are seeking an email provider, but also our current customers to help them become more successful with their businesses. It's education on both fronts, both for those that are seeking an email solution and those that are currently using AWeber. So it's educational content that's hyper-focused to your small business market. What would be the channels that you're using more often? I mean, you know, you hear a lot about people doing a lot of referral programs. You hear about people doing paid campaigns on, you know, on social or on YouTube or on LinkedIn. What channels do you think are the most effective for your audience? You know, the small business audience, how are you generating the eyeballs? So for us, it's kind of a blend of things. I wouldn't say there is, there's one channel that is kind of, we hang our head and we invest all of our time into, but we've tested a ton over time. And there's a nice balance that we've we've seen between, you know, a paid channel plus our own channel plus earned media. So, you know, paid search is always a great place to be to get active seekers uh, looking for a solution. But our blog has actually been very, very successful in not just converting those that are interested in a Weber or email, but it's been a you know, we attribution is something that's huge for us. And we see that our blog is part of a lot of conversions that end up happening for folks that want to try AWeber out for 30 days. So collectively, between paid media and providing that content through our blog, which is an acquisition channel, but also through word of mouth. Again, we've created a, a huge groundswell of interest, you know, starting 15, 20 years ago, that there is this component of word of mouth that's still strong amongst small business communities even now. And it's and we're making sure that we're staying on top of that and making sure we're providing value to those that are enjoying AWeber and want to tell others about it. Perfect. Okay, great. So let's dig in here because the topic of email marketing, you hear a lot of people talking about email is dead and you hear all these different, you know, clickbait type headlines, right? Because they're (laughs) trying to, they're trying to collect eyeballs. 
I believe that email is as strong as ever, but I think there's, there's a right way and a wrong way, like anything else, right? Yep. So what I'd like you to do is help unpack for us your strategy and some tips and maybe that framework that we went over before on the call of sure. how, how my audience can start to drive sales because getting subscribers is one thing, right? Getting yep. a subscriber is actually relatively easy if you have any value, but how do you convert those those email subscribers into revenue, into sales. If you could share that with us, that would be fantastic. Yeah, and and what I'd like to do is start with, you said email is, is not dead or people are saying email is dead. What we like, our philosophy when it comes to that is the email blast is actually dead. The concept of loading up a message and sending it to everyone on your list and expecting tremendous results, that's what should be dying. That's what should not be something that you consider to do if you're a marketer. So the email blast, in essence, is dead, but email as a vehicle is certainly not dead. So when it comes to sales with email, you know, there's a, th- a three-point framework that we embrace and we follow, at least for us, and we help our, our customers understand as well. And the first step you want to do, I kind of mentioned it earlier, is, you know, before you do anything to achieve growth, it's best to seek to understand what is it that is the unmet need of your audience. And th- this could be both who you currently have as customers or what is the unmet need of people that you uh, seek to provide value to? And that can be executed through simple surveys. And there's just so many tools that exist today to allow you to do that very easily inside of your email. So the, the, the surveys can be executed through your emails or through your site or through other means, but you just wanna understand what is it that's not being met? What can you provide that's gonna help that small business or that, that potential customer gain success? Okay. So surveys. So surveying the audience, seeking to understand what the unmet need is. Yep. Got that. And then once you have that, then it's take a look at the feedback and understand how can you segment your list and your audience in a way that is going to align with some of those needs or some of that feedback. So some things that we've seen or we've seen some of our customers tackle is if you're segmenting either your most active customers versus your least active customers, that's a very basic, simple way to just parse your list so that you're not sending the same thing to everybody, but you're sending the most valuable content to those that are most active. And segmenting can be as complex as you want it to be, but we always encourage customers not to get not, not to overthink it, but just it can be as basic as just segmenting people that have clicked a link in your email in the last 12 months versus those that have not. Because there you're dealing with, you can easily separate to say, if someone who's been actively clicking, I can introduce them to more information uh, versus those that have not clicked, then it's a different kind of strategy, which is more of nurturing. And maybe it's more education and awareness about things that they didn't know existed. So the segmentation is the key second part so that you're, you're basically identifying what sort of content and messaging you want to be sending to different different segments of of your audience. Now, segmenting, I'll tell you, I want to just talk about that for a second because, you know, there was a time, I mean, I I have an email list. It's probably 35 or 35,000 people roughly, right? And, you know, total list, right? And Mm -hmm. and so, you know, what I found is that once I started segmenting, and this has been relatively new for me, I probably wasn't doing a whole lot of segmentation up until a couple of years ago. And so what I found is that by segmenting the list, some of what you talked about, like active, you know, kind of, you know, your cold audience versus kind of your warm audience, people that are actually engaging with your emails, as well as even digging in a little bit deeper based upon the type of content that they're, that they're clicking on, things of that nature. 
What I found is that when I segment and customize the messaging to those segments, it literally doubles my open rate and doubles my click-through rate. I mean, now I don't know if other people are seeing that, but that's what I've seen. Yes. And that's something we've seen and we've seen our customers experience that too, where you know we've been hearing and we've seen ourselves open rates, and you've probably seen this too, 80%, 85%. And we're not talking sending to 10 people, we're talking sending to thousands of people. You know, where else or why wouldn't you want to identify ways to get that level of engagement? Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, and the cool part about it is that the technology is kind of caught up. I mean, years ago when I first started doing email marketing, probably back in the, you know, when it first started coming around in the late nineties, right? Early 2000 mm-hmm. segmenting wasn't really viable, right? The technology wasn't there, but it's finally caught up and it's gotten a lot more sophisticated where you can segment a whole bunch of different ways. So, you know, I think that if people are struggling with getting good open rates or click-through rates or engagement, I think segmenting is definitely a critical step. What's next? So after you have that segmentation identified, then in order to help grow, you want to measure the impact. And, you know, measuring being the third point here, but you want to measure against goals. And those goals, if you're starting from scratch, then your first step is to generate some benchmarks. Identify what is your open rate when you send to segment A versus segment B. But establish goals on both what we'll call the front end and the back end. And the front end is going to be looking at open rates and click rates, you know, those metrics that are the first signs of engagement when you send your email. But on the back end, which any system you use nowadays should be able to track that back end conversion, a sale, a download, a sign up, a registration, you should be able to link that specifically to your email. So when you're measuring against goals, see what is happening. What is your email that you sent? What is that generating in terms of that back end metric? And if you look at both of those sides, the, the front end and the back end, that's going to help you identify, hey, listen, if you segment, if you send a segment A and you get 20% more sales, well, then how do you dig into segment A a little bit more to get another 20%? And I think by doing that systematically, because you can see this is kind of a rinse and repeat method, then you're able to identify that sweet spot to, to continually to get that extra 10, 15, 20% of increase of your metrics whether it's month over month, we have some customers that are doing this religiously every six months, every quarter, but you'll find the, the cadence that's right for you. But if you're doing this with repetition, with focus, this is how you're going to achieve scale with sales, uh, however you define sales for your business. Yeah. So the tool that I use for measuring end result, right? Sales. I mean, obviously you get the click-throughs and you get the open rates. That's really easy. All the ESPs offer that type of analytics. But when you're talking about the actual conversion into a lead, into a webinar, into a sale, I just use Google Analytics. I mean, it's it's free. It's easy to set up the goals. Almost everybody in the world is integrated. And if they're not, they're not anybody. (laughs) And so that's just the easiest way that I do it. Is that, is that typically what you see? I mean, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of tools, but you know, I think that's the easiest one for me. It is. It is. And everything you said is, is just that. It's, it takes a little bit of time to understand how to set it up. But once you set it up, you'll be so thankful to know because you're able to tie that success to your efforts. Right. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Anything else you want to add about you know driving sales with email marketing? I know you talked about those three pillars. Is there anything else you want to add? I think when, when it comes to sales is you know think of email as an end channel, not an or channel. And what I mean by that is when you couple email with some other channels that you're working with, that's where you're going to find the success for scale. It's, you know, I've, I've seen too many businesses think email generates the strongest ROI across the digital marketing spectrum. We know this, but then they double down and just think about email independently in a silo. And while that may be great for focus, 
it's not going to be great for long-term results. So think about how to use email with paid search, with social media, with speaking at events. Because if you think of email as an N channel, then an A and D channel, and channel versus an OR channel, that's where you're going to start to see significant results. Yeah, it's going to be hard to grow your list unless you've got other channels coming into it, right? You're either going to do paid ads, you're going to do content marketing, you're going to do social. I mean, those are probably the three biggest ones for growing your list, right? So sure. I, yep. I, I think I agree with you. I think it's in combination. It's really funny, but I just did a like a kind of a, a test campaign. I'm a big LinkedIn guy, right? Everybody who is listening knows that. And I did a kind of a test campaign with some content on LinkedIn and I was able to generate 2,300 leads from wow. social into my email, right? That I'm now nurturing and developing. So it just gives you an example of how those two can work together. And that wasn't even a paid campaign. That was all strictly organic. But the nice. point is, is, it's not an either or, it's definitely an and. So I totally agree with you. All right. Well, listen, besides AWeber, because I know that's your favorite, what would be your second favorite growth <laughs> tool or software that you're using to help grow AWeber? I think for that, it's it's actually there's two tools that are very valuable, at least for us to, you know, to answer that seek to understand moment. And one is full story and full story is a tool that lets you uh, monitor a customer that's using your site. So you can see their click patterns. You can watch them go through a sequence to understand where do they get stuck? Where do they scroll? Where do they, they pause and really helps to improve the experience uh, for somebody who's getting to a landing page or at certain parts inside of your site, especially like the control panel or something like that. So that's been a great kind of aha moment for us to see what customers are doing once they get into a certain page. And then coupled with that is a, a tool called Clearbit. And Clearbit allows you to take an email address or a, a domain or URL, and it pulls in any publicly available information to build more context around that individual or that business. So before that, it was you just had an email and a URL and you had to do a lot of manual research. Well, Clearbit lets you automate that to understand if you have 50 email addresses, it lets you prioritize all those 50 email addresses, which of them are more probably aligned with the right type of customer you're looking to go after or tells you a little bit more about the industry or occupation that they're, they're part of to let you craft the right message. Perfect. Well, listen, I'll make sure I add those to the show notes. If you had to recommend one book, or share one book with my audience, what would it be? Let's see. So for sticking with the theme of growth, there's a book called Traction, and it's Traction by Gabe Weinberg, and I think Justin Mars is, is the other author. Yep. But it just deconstructs 18 or 19 of the, the most beneficial or popular channels for achieving growth for, I think they're the book's designed at startups, but it's valuable for anybody who's running a business. Perfect. Well, listen, this has been awesome. I'm glad that we're helping to dispel the myth of email is dead because I totally think that's a bunch of malarkey. Um, <laughs> I agree with your framework. I really appreciate you being here helping us today. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about AWeber, and then we'll close it out for today. Sure. So best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Uh, just search for my name, Eric with a K, Harbison, and happy to connect, talk email all day because uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. Uh, for AWeber, if you're interested, aweber.com. Anyone can sign up for a free 30-day trial and you have access to everything that we offer, every feature. There's nothing that's, that you have to pay out for. It's all there for you to try. And we, we look forward to, to helping you grow your business. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. I really appreciate you being here and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Great. Thanks, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, 
then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.